Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good Sunday to you. Rashini Rajkumar here along with Dr. David Hilden. And it's a favorite show for everyone. It's our open line show. Phone and text lines are open. 651-989-9226. I imagine we're going to get a lot of COVID and vaccine questions today. Bring them on. We will also entertain all of your other questions. I promise we'll get to you if you call. We will do our best to get to you if you text us. Dr. Hilden, how are you this week? It's been really a hot one in the medical profession. Good morning, Rashidi. Indeed, it has been. There's been all kinds of stuff going on. What with a new vaccine coming out and new guidelines coming out. I love that that you said we'd answer your, you know all your questions. Well, I hope you don't have like questions about the stock market or the yeah, or, yeah, like, yeah. or stock like the market, twins. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure there are some health questions though on both of those we could get into. You got it. And, no, and don't get me wrong, I'm willing to answer a question about anything. Um, uh, I'm That's a huge what we twi- like about you. <laughs> but I'll, at least I'll tell you if I'm not sure what I'm talking about. I, I think that's always important that you know that when, I, when I'm not sure, I'll, I'll always be sure to tell you. But you're right. It's been a um, busy week in, in, the, in the medical field. There's been just some incredibly good news the past few weeks, and that is that our, our COVID situation as it sits now is much better in terms of the number of cases the number of hospitalizations is quite low compared to where we were just a few months ago, and deaths are are down. and And at the same time, something like eighty percent of nursing home residents have agreed to get the vaccine. I don't know if they all have yet, but they they plan to. And and cases in nursing homes and long term care facilities are dropping dramatically. And so that's all really good news. And then. We're just trying to figure out how to get one of those shots into everybody's arm. And then really, really good news is that Johnson & Johnson's vaccine was approved just yesterday with an emergency use authorization. And that vaccine is a strong, solid vaccine that works a little bit differently than the other two and has literally 100% efficacy at reducing serious disease and death. People always say, well, it's not quite like the other ones was. Oh, yeah, it's a good vaccine, 100% it decreases chances of getting death or dying or even being hospitalized. So we have three vaccines in a year um, for this for this thing. And so that's all really good news. Um, so I'm a little bit optimistic, although we're not out of the woods. We're yeah. really not out of the woods. But, you know, but but we have to be honest. Things are heading the right way for the most part. I'm just really hopeful that we we get through these next few months, do the right thing. Everybody still stays, you know, stay safe out there. Do what you know how to do to not get each other sick. And hopefully by the summer, we'll be really doing much, much, much better. 
I wanted to, I know we're going to cover a lot of COVID and vaccine questions today, but it is February 28th. It's the final day of Heart Health Month, but certainly not the final day we should be thinking about our hearts. So I'm wondering if you have just some last tips, because we did cover heart last Sunday, but some final tips as people really think about how they should take care of their hearts the rest of the year. Yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up too, because it is on February is Heart Month, and and although uh, COVID seems to, uh, well, it dominates everything we talk about, heart disease is the number one big disease in our country, um, followed closely by cancer. And so there are things that people can do to protect your heart. So if you haven't, I mean, you, everybody who can hear my voice right now, if you haven't had your blood pressure checked in a long time, you should do that. Number two, if you haven't had your cholesterol checked in a long time, you should do that. And number three, if you, um, uh, if you haven't been off the couch much, find a way to be more active. And then fourth and last, eat better. Um, I, I was remarking to my wife about this last one is that I went through a day a couple days ago. This is do like the doctor says, not like he does. I went through a day the, a couple days ago where I had about two, two pieces of cheesecake and a turkey sandwich and then a couple of donut holes. That was my intake for the day. And I realized, Whoa. oh, something's got to have to change here. I was, um, you know, I was working and I didn't, get to, didn't really get a break. So I had this turkey sandwich. But there was a cheesecake in the fridge at work. So I had a couple pieces of that. That is exactly what not to do. Although I do have to say I love cheesecake. So get your blood pressure checked, get your cholesterol checked, eat right, and get off that couch and exercise. Those you know, are the best things you can do. Doc, on that food note, what are your thoughts about hummus? Because hummus seems like such a great solid protein, easy to sort of carry with you, maybe with some carrots or crackers, but full of good protein. It is. Um, it's, you know, it's chickpeas, garbanzos. And I don't think uh, things like that are just fabulous. If you haven't tried those, um, think, you know, that is a great choice. Brings up a funny story if I have just a second. I was in Israel. I've been there a few times. And I was in the town of Acre on the coast of the Mediterranean. And my Israeli friends brought me to what they said was the best hummus place on the planet. So we go into this just rocking place with people coming everywhere, bowls after bowls and mountains of pita about a foot high. And they would give you a whole big like cereal bowl full of hummus and you would dip the pita in it. And these folks were just diving into the hummus. And it was, it was about the best hummus I've ever had. It's super good for you. It's filling, it's nutritious, and it really tastes good. So yeah. I think that's a great <laughs> well, choice. That's quite, quite a little commercial for hummus right there, which we hadn't really planned to do. No, we didn't plan that. I was literally on the coast of the Mediterranean eating that hummus. And I always tell people, well, eat, eat, eat like someone at the Mediterranean. So I think that's one part of it. Yeah, no, it, it's easy. It's good. And, and my little now almost two month old nephew loves hummus, which is just or two year old nephew. He loves it, which it's is perfect great. for kids. That's the right consistency. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. You are listening to Healthy Matters. It is our open line show. As you know, we want to hear from you. So we for sure will get to you if you call us. We will do our best to get to you if you text us. 651-989-9226. And then I want to remind people of the Twitter handles because during the week you can reach both Dr. Hilden and myself. He tweets at Dr. David Hilden. So Dr. David Hilden, uh, Dr. David Hilden. I tweet at Rashini R. That's Rashini with an O. Um, and you can direct message us. You can follow us there. You can write us questions openly. And we do our best. We keep track of our Twitter 
feeds, and we really want to make this show all about you. So send us ideas for future guests, send us questions, and Dr. Hilden is so great about answering those. So, all right, we have to take a break, but when we come back, more of your, uh, well, all of your calls and texts, 651-989-9226. We are back on Healthy Matters. Dr. David Hilden, along with Rashini Rajkumar, we're taking your calls, we're taking your texts, 651-989-9226. We have to get to this text first, Dr. Hilden, because this listener says, please answer early. I'm an organist and need to get to church. Okay, so <laughs> we, we, will, <laughs> we will do this text right now. And it came in even before the show started. So I'm going to reward you for being such a loyal listener. This person says, I had my first vaccine last Saturday. On that night, WCCO had a story that women shouldn't have a mammogram close to their shot. I have a mammogram scheduled nine days after my second shot. Is this a problem? Yeah, the thing about mammograms is that um, the shot can cause some uh, immune reaction. And one of the rare, not rare, but not particularly common problems after the shot is you, you can get a little lump in your armpit. One of your lymph nodes can get a little bit inflamed just from the shot, and it means nothing. The problem is that if you go to get your mammogram and then they feel that or they see that, then they're going to get they're going to get worried about whether that was your breast cancer um, when it was really just a shot. So the problem is that it's not it isn't unsafe. It's just that it could confound your your mammogram and how to interpret it. We are not recommending that people change that, though. Go ahead, get your mammogram done. That is not a common problem after the shot. And simply tell your radiologist, hey, I had the COVID vaccine nine days ago. I would not um, delay getting your mammogram. Right. Great and go, go out and do your church organist, uh, play yes. the Toccata by uh, Charles Marie Vidor. That's my favorite organ piece. I love that. I love that. All right. We have... Ken on the line from Blaine. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. I have uh, some questions on blood pressure. I've been monitoring under doctor uh, uh, approval uh, my blood pressure since the mid-January, and uh, I've been going. I've gone through uh, three medications since then, and uh, nothing seems to be working. I, uh, I uh, under the doctor's advice, she had me take. Uh, the blood pressure medicine at night before I go to bed, and uh, as I, I'm actually uh, tabulating all the readings that I'm taking at home, I have a cuff uh, uh, device, and uh, it seems like in the morning they're a little bit lower, but by afternoon they're in the 140s, 150s, 160s, and uh, just last Friday I was taking them in, uh, in the evening, and they were over 200 and over 100. So I went to the emergency room at Mercy, and uh, they checked my. Uh, they, I did it. They did an EKG, and they did all a major blood workup, and they didn't see any uh, well, crisis blood pressure at this point. But I'm very concerned about it, and it seems like uh, I wonder if there's uh, uh, specialists that can are specializing in blood pressure. My, my uh, GP seems to be on a fishing trip. Yeah, let's let Dr. Hilden get in here and give give a great yeah, answer. Yeah, thanks for thanks for your call. Um, blood pressure um does often require frequent adjustments of medications. It often um requires addition of different blood pressure medicines. So just a few things about blood pressure. Number one, get it checked, everybody, just like Hannah's doing, and that is the first thing. Get it checked. You're doing a good thing there. Number two, do whatever it takes to um, improve your lifestyle. In other words, um, eat right, exercise more, reduce stress in your life. 
Those are great things to do. But that isn't going to be enough for, for many of us. It is um, one, in, one in three people listening to the show has high blood pressure, and half of you don't know it. And so um, uh, it is just that common. So take whatever it takes to get them down, whether that's one, two, three, or four medications. Now, you're doing all that, and it's still going up and down. So you could see a cardiologist, but frankly, a general internist or your family doctor is just as capable of managing that. It will take adjustments in doses. Sometimes it'll take different medications, um, but keep it up. Um, and if you really are struggling to get it down, even with taking all the right medications, you might try an ambulatory blood pressure uh, cuff. It checks your blood pressure every every so often for like 24 hours, and that'll help your doctor to get better information because it could be just the way it's being tested and all that. But keep it up. Um, don't stop until you get that blood pressure lower than 140 over 90. All right, let's go to Terry in Brooklyn Park. Hello, Terry. Hi, good morning, Dr. Hilden. I have a question regarding autoimmune uh, disorders and the COVID vaccine. My wife, who is 67, was prepared to take the vaccine when she spoke to a chiropractor who said he wasn't going to get the vaccine. And then he told her that there was some studies or critical reports out there that said that if you take the vaccine, that it can affect your autoimmune disorders and may cause your symptoms to be even worse. And it's causing a lot of contention in our relationship here because I was expecting her to get it, and now she refuses to get it. She's 67 years old and has had uh, her parents were religious in getting vaccines and both died of uh, Parkinson's disease, and now she refuses to get it. So I was wondering if you could uh, share your insight on that. And my daughter also has a chiropractor, who told her basically the same thing, that she doesn't need to get it, and her family doesn't need to get it, so her husband refuses to get it now. And it just seems like, um, I don't know what those reports are out there or why they're telling people to do that, but if you could clarify that, I would appreciate it. And yeah, I'm happy to try. So um, I, I generally don't like to be critical of other healthcare practitioners, particularly about individual advice, because I don't know. But in this case, I'll be very bold. Both of your, your daughter and wife should get a different chiropractor. That is uh, um, horrific advice. It's terrible. Um, uh, they should get the COVID vaccine. Death from COVID is the third leading cause of death in the United States right now. And um, they, that's just horrible advice. Now, what I would um, – uh, I won't. I won't delve into chiropractic medication, and, and because I know many, many, many fantastic chiropractors, and I would not um, take my, speak out of my own expertise. They know things I do not know. But giving advice on vaccines is outside their scope of practice. Um, as for autoimmune diseases, um, there is there are some reports that the vaccine can worsen um, some people's autoimmune diseases. Those are just reports. They're just preliminary. And we can find a preliminary report about just about anything with the vaccines. The data are overwhelmingly positive um, for um, uh, good results with the vaccine for just about everybody. Uh, there are some people who can get a neurologic complication, Guillain-Barre, that we're, st we're starting to wonder about. But, we're, but we are recommending strongly that people with autoimmune diseases um, get the COVID vaccine. I have physician friends with autoimmune diseases, and each and every one of them got their vaccine a long time ago. And so I think that you have to weigh the risks and benefits of everything. And the benefit to people with autoimmune diseases 
is far outweighs the risk of the vaccine. You simply don't want to get COVID. So I would recommend that they both get their vaccines. And I understand the hesitancy. I don't want to make people feel bad, but I do want to make sure they're getting good, trusted advice. And so far, um, they're not really getting that advice. Um, so get the vaccine. All right, we're running up against the clocks. So we're going to have to have the callers who are on hold right now hold with us through the break. And I'll remind people, please keep your questions tight. We have so many texts and calls today. We want to get to everyone. 651-989-9226 is our number. Give us a ring. Send us a text. We'll be right back on Healthy Matters. Devin, I just have to say you're playing my song that I mentioned to the organist earlier. He's that good. He's that you good are guy. just that good. I give an I give an organ Takata reference, and Devin's got it. You're the from, best. From the organist who wanted to get her question before she had to get to work. I love it. <laughs> All right. You are listening to Healthy Matters. Dr. Hilden Rashini Rajkumar along with you. Phone and text line 651-989-9226. And yes, I promise we will get to all our callers, but there are so many great texts. Doc, we got to get through a few real quickly. Sounds okay. great. This person says, "Did the t- does Tylenol affect the shot? It does not, um, at least as far as we know. Um, If you're having a really high fever and feeling uncomfortable, it's okay to take a Tylenol so that you'll feel a little bit better. Don't take it if you don't need to, but it's okay to take it. All right. This person says, last I heard, the J&J COVID vaccine had 65% efficacy, not 100%. So they want some clarification. That's not accurate. In the U.S., against all all disease, it was in the low 70s. And against serious disease, it was 85%. And against hospitalization and death, the J&J vaccine was 100%. So I wouldn't worry at all about the numbers you're hearing. They were tested differently. You can't compare Moderna to Pfizer to Johnson & Johnson. It's not like comparing apples to apples. It's not even comparing apples to oranges. It's like comparing apples to light bulbs. It is different. The vaccines are all good. You take whatever one you can get your hands on. Can I have cataract surgery while in the vaccination process? Yes. Yep, you can go ahead and do that. I don't see any problems with getting your eyes operated on while getting a vaccine. All right, a final text for now, then we'll go back to the phones. Should a person who is on anti-rejection meds, kidney transplant, get the COVID vaccine? Yes, um, that's a big topic because you are on immunosuppressive medications. We feel actually that you need that vaccine more than, than a lot of people. And so, um, yes, when the vaccine is available to you, if you're on kidney rejection medications, you should go ahead and get it. Okay. Mary's been very patient holding from Forest Lake. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. You know, I've been watching the count in Minnesota go up and down. Now it's somewhere about a thousand. Are we aware of where these thousand counts of COVID are in Minnesota? Are there hot spots? Used to be like nursing homes and things like that. So with a thousand, where are these thousand cases? Yeah, yeah, Mary, they're coming from um, smaller micro clusters. So there's not like one big site. Um, They are generally the most outbreaks are in restaurants and bars on people who are not wearing masks. That is still the top place that is coming from. Um, But even those are down. But uh, indoor settings where people are not wearing masks are where they're coming from. So whether that be in a house with 20 people at a party, whether it be at a gym where people aren't wearing masks, or whether it be at a restaurant. But the main way is unvaccinated people in indoor settings, particularly bars and restaurants. All right. I want to remind our callers, because we have so many calls and texts, please keep your questions as tight as possible. Judy from Brooklyn Park, good morning. Good morning. I have two questions. One, after I had gotten both shots, my 
a rheumatologist told me not to take my methotrexate. I was wondering why and what it was going to do. And I also I have two relatives that both had COVID. They both have gotten their first shot and got sick. And now one of them was told not to get the second. I was wondering what the what uh, the advice was on that. Yeah. Um, the, as for the first one, I would always um, uh, defer to the advice of your specialist, your rheumatologist. Um, methotrexate is something for rheumatoid arthritis and psoriasis and a variety of other rheumatologic diseases. Uh, Methotrexate uh, suppresses the immune system, and I'm not knowledgeable enough to know about the, should you get it one right after the other. There are plenty of people on methotrexate who can get the vaccine, however. So it might just be a timing issue. It's not that you can't have them both. It might be just don't do it right next to each other. As for your, um, your sec- oh, I've already forgotten what the second question was. It was about, um, oh, how's that for a Sunday morning and having a moment? Oh, and one, they both had COVID, and they both got the first oh, shot, got yep. sick, and now they're told not to take the second one. Yes, thank you. Thank you for helping me out with that. That getting sick um, after you get uh, the vaccine, if you've already had COVID, is exceptionally common. And it does not mean they can't get the second shot. In fact, they should get the second shot. The people who got COVID, their immune systems are on high alert. And then we go give them a vaccine and their immune system just goes berserk. And so they get this inflammatory immune reaction to, and get quite a bit sicker after the, after the vaccine. It is simply a sign that your immune system's working. Go ahead, get the next shot. You might be ill for a few days with the next shot, but it's worth it. You are perhaps the most safe, protected person in the world. If you had COVID and then you got the full series of shots, you are good to go. So go ahead and get it done. All right, this texter says, if I get the Johnson & Johnson shot now, can I go back later in six months and have one of the others? That's, that's probably, I don't see a reason why not. It's probably not going to be necessary. I think we're all going to be probably getting booster shots regardless of which one of the three you got. I, I think it's going to probably be a thing like the flu vaccine every year. Uh, I don't know that for sure, though. I'm speculating. But uh, we just don't know how long immunity lasts. Moderna and Pfizer are already studying a third shot, a booster shot for people that they say increases protection by 10 to 20 times. So we all might be getting another shot, whether or not, regardless of which one we got. It's too early to say. All right. This texture is clarifying their Tylenol question. They said, is taking Tylenol just before taking the shot? They had no after effects of the shot. Did the shot work or was it canceled due to Tylenol? Oh, no, the shot was not canceled due to Tylenol. First of all, you do not have to take anything to pre-medicate before your vaccine. Never take. I would never take a medication on the off chance that you're going to get a symptom later. Um, but if you need to take a Tylenol because you got a little fever or headache after the vaccine, that's okay. If you chose to take a Tylenol before the vaccine, it won't. You're, you're good to go. The vaccine will still be effective. All right, Jim is on the line from Hand Lake. Good morning, Jim. Question, question is: If you unknowingly have the virus and get the shot, does the shot go to work on knocking it out? Uh, it does not, um, because the the shot is um, injects a little a recipe book for making portions of the virus. It won't kill the virus that's already in there. We don't have anything really that does that very well. Um, it won't hurt to get the vaccine if you already have the the virus, or if you even didn't know you had the virus. Let's just say, you, like you said, it was asymptomatic. It's okay to get the shot in that setting. Um, but it will not knock out the virus that's already there. 
All right, and thanks to Jim for that quick question, and what a good one. Paula is on the line from Shakopee. Hi, Paula. Hi. I have a question about um, very low B12, vitamin B12. Um, I just found out it's been 10 years since it was tested before, and I'm getting B12 shots once um, every four weeks, or I mean once a week for four weeks right now. Is there anything else that I need to be concerned about, like effects from this? No, I don't think so, Paula. Um, vitamin B12 deficiency, first of all, for other listeners, is relatively uncommon, for, um, it, uh, but it does exist. Um, vitamin B12 comes from animal products. In our society, if you go anywhere near an animal product in your diet any time whatsoever, you're liable to get enough vitamin B12. But there are conditions where people don't absorb it very well or they had a previous surgery or they just don't, they don't uptake their vitamin B12 very well. So you shouldn't get very many, if any, reactions from your injections. B12 can be given orally through a pill or it can be given through shots. And so, Paula, you might get some sight soreness at the site of the injection. Uh, you know, your arm or leg or wherever they're putting it in there might get a little bit sore. You should not have much other reactions than that. That is a very safe intervention to do, to get your B12 shots. All right. Diane is on the line from St. Paul. Hi, Diane. Hi. Thank you. I I know the side effects to the vaccine, and I would be prepared to get them. I understand that. Now, I don't take any prescription medications because I am so allergic to medications. Should I take the vaccine? Yeah, I would. Um, uh, the aller- The true allergies to this vaccine are very few. Uh, I, there, it is possible that you could have a true allergic reaction where you, know, you can't breathe and you're short of breath, and you're, but that, that is really uncommon. Um, so we are telling people who have lots of allergies, go ahead, get the vaccine. Um, if you happen to take an EpiPen for severe allergic reactions to like bee stings or something, you might want to bring it along or you might want to make sure you get your shot at a place that can monitor that. That would be like a clinic or a hospital as opposed to a, a drive-through site. Um, so if you have allergies, be aware of that, but still get the vaccine. All of the side effects we're talking about with the vaccines are just immune responses. They are not allergic reactions. It might be a nuanced point for the general public, but it's a huge difference. Your body isn't having an allergic reaction. It is simply your immune response mustering for battle, if you will. The soldiers in your body are getting fired up and ready to go, and they, they give you headaches and a little bit of a fever, and they go, hey, what's this invader? We're ready to go. And so they, they kind of they get your body fired up. It's not an allergy. You can go ahead and get the vaccine. Right, Dr. Hilden, pharmacist Steve from Plymouth has this question. If I got a first, uh, first vaccine and came in contact with someone who has COVID, can I get a second vaccine? Absolutely, Steve. You certainly can. Um, Your exposure to COVID doesn't really matter so much on the vaccine. Go ahead and get it if you're scheduled. We were telling people, and still are to some degree, if you've had COVID in the past couple of months, you're probably pretty well protected. And since we're a little bit short on supply of the vaccines, maybe you should wait a while to get it. That was where that, that advice came from. But if you're 
if your name gets called and it's your time to get the vaccine, it's okay to go ahead and get it, even if you think you maybe were exposed to somebody. All right, we have to take a quick break and then back with calls and texts. We've got lots of texts. We've got several calls, 651-989-9226. We will do our best to get to everybody. Make sure you get on the line, though. If you have a question, get on the phone line uh, for this last segment of the show, 651-989-9226. Healthy Matters will be right back. Hi, folks. We're back on Healthy Matters. Rashidi Rajkumar, along with your host, Dr. David Hilden. We have literally seven minutes. We are going to try to get to all the calls and as many texts as possible. I ask the callers to be brief. Gary is calling from Longville. Hello, Gary. Yeah, the question I have is, why are they starting to give vaccination shots at grocery stores when I hear all the time that they don't have enough vaccines to give to all the, the clinics like Alina and Essentia and so forth like that. I would think that would be it would be a better place to get a shot at a clinic like you just said, doctor, about if there's reaction when you have medical people around. Yeah, Gary, it's a good point and something we wrestle with a lot. Our goal is to get the shots in as many arms as fast as possible. I wish we could just throw open the doors to everybody who's capable of giving a shot and do that, but we can't. It's a logistics problem. We're, we're doing them as fast as we can out of clinics, but I think that there's just a capacity limitation. And, I, and once we roll this out to the whole general public, which is going to happen in the next few months, according to the governor's plan, I think we're just going to need those facilities to be available. I think they just started out with clinics. It's a good question. I'm not an expert in all the rollouts, but if it means more people will get shots faster, I'm cool with it in other places as well. June and Hugo, what's your question? My husband took the first shot while fighting what we thought was a small kidney stone. Unfortunately, it ended up to be a 9-millimeter kidney stone, and he ended up getting some oxycodone after taking the first shot. Did that oxycodone hurt the first shot? No, it didn't, June. And I've got to tell you, um, I'm thinking of your husband. Nine millimeters is a monster kidney stone. So I hope he's okay from that, um, making sure that got addressed. But the oxycodone would not affect the COVID um, vaccine at all. You're perfectly okay there. D in Burnsville, thanks for calling. Hi. Hi, go ahead. Okay. Um, a couple of weeks ago, Dr. Hilton mentioned that, if you, uh, that you shouldn't take an ibuprofen for arm pain after your shot. Um, and I'm on a uh, prescribed full, full aspirin daily. Is this going to be a problem or getting a shot Tuesday? No, it's not, Dee. And if I, if I led people to believe you should absolutely not take ibuprofen, I, 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 should, I should clarify that. I never recommend people take any medication just for the heck of it. Um, do it if you're having symptoms. So it is okay if you're having fevers or headaches or lots of body aches or even arm pain, to take either a Tylenol or an ibuprofen after the shot. That is okay. Your aspirin similarly is okay. You do not need to stop that. It, you, the vaccine is still effective. My point is just that don't, you don't have to preemptively take anything. Just see if you get a symptom, and if, it's to, and if you can just muscle your way through the symptoms after the shot, do that. But if, you're, if, if your symptoms are bad, go ahead and take an ibuprofen or a Tylenol, and certainly take your aspirin. All right, we're going to go back to the text line. 
This person says, I have 12 boxes of 144 unused catheters, two tubes of gel. Is there any way I can donate them? I need the space. Hate to toss them. The VA will not take them back. They are six years old and no expiration date. Wow, that's interesting if they have no expiration date because no healthcare organization that I know of will take things that are nearing or at the end of their expiration date. And almost everything has an expiration date because the, the materials break down. I would look at um, – at, uh, uh, I don't know where – I can't give you a specific. Most healthcare organizations won't take stuff that's that old. Um, you might just – you might want to – there's a company called Matter, M-A-T-T-E-R, that does take um, uh, used uh, medical equipment. But they're, they're particular about what they'll take also. I'm sorry I don't have much more information than that. All right. This person says, hate to beat a dead horse on this, but we have a friend who is very religious. One of her religious advisors said that getting the COVID vaccine would alter her DNA. Sounds very laughable to me, but it's very real to them. They're adamantly against it. Please advise. Yeah, I would never um, uh, uh, kid or or tease people about what they're believing. It's okay to have um, second thoughts. It's okay to to have hesitancy about the vaccine. I would with as strongly as I can possibly say, it is not altering your DNA. That is a medical impossibility. You are not having genetic changes to your body. Um, So uh, uh, I I get it. Become informed. I would not take as much as I value and respect all kinds of faith traditions. That's not the place to get your medical advice. Um, that That is a false statement that that person's being told. All right. Great tip there. This person having cortisone shots in my knees on March 1, scheduled for COVID vaccination on March 5. Is this okay? I'm 74 and have had some reaction to flu shots and a history of allergy to penicillin. Yes, it is okay. The cortisone shots mostly stay in your knees. You get a little bit in your bloodstream, and um, but that isn't a contraindication either. You can go ahead and get your, your COVID vaccine um, five days later after your wow. knee injections. All right, Ellen, I hope you can be really quick. We're going to get you in. She's calling from St. Paul. Ellen, are you there? Yeah. Uh, uh, I was wondering if I could take lorazepam uh, uh, before my shot. You can, but um, lorazepam is, is a, a, a cousin of Valium. It is a sedative. Um, it, it's, it's often used for anxiety, but it's, it's kind of, it lasts many, many hours. And um, uh, those, that class of medications is not generally recommended for this type of thing. If you've got anxieties or the like, I would, if you can find other ways to manage that, I would do that. If you absolutely must take it, it's, it, it doesn't affect the COVID vaccine. But certainly, don't be driving there or don't be, um, as they say, operating heavy machinery. It does cause sedation. Lastly, about lorazepam, it's not recommended for older adults. So if you're an adult over age 65, think twice and three times or even four times about taking lorazepam routinely, except under the strict guidance of a doctor. All right, I have to get to this one because they say, for the very smart Dr. Dave, can you tell me, will the clinic that patients belong to contact their patients to come for the vaccine, or do the patients have to try to get through to them? Thank you for all you are doing. Well, I appreciate that. I don't know who the smart Dr. Dave is, but I'll give it a try. Um, <laughs> um, our clinics were, have reached out to our, our patients at Hennepin Healthcare. We're doing that to the best that we possibly can. Um, I don't know that all clinics are doing that. I think most of them are. And if you haven't heard from your clinic, it's either that um, they, they don't have any for you yet or maybe your number hasn't come up, come up yet. 
Uh, I hesitate to tell you to contact your clinic because I don't want to inundate everybody's clinic. But uh, if unless you can, you're 65 and older, right? You probably, if you're 65 and older, your number is up. You should be you should be getting it now. Um, and so it might be time to find out from your healthcare system where they are in the process. At Hennepin Healthcare, we've been reaching out to our patients. We've been calling them. If the day is running out and it's the end of the day and we had doses, we call our patients to make sure we get them in people's arms. Excellent. All right. Another great edition of Healthy Matters. Thanks, Dr. Hilden, for your great advice always. You can follow him anytime on Twitter, drdavidhilden, as well as at R. You can communicate with us during the week. We'll get your questions. Next week, concussion symptoms and treatment. We'll get into all of those. Meantime, Dr. Hilden and I wish you a very healthy week. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.